Rocky Shaw here with Chris Kamikaze. We're going to get right into the meat of Chris Kamikaze has made a lot of decisions here recently and I want to get straight to the point with those. So again, 12 gauge uncut, Chris Kamikaze. Chris Kamikaze, thank you for coming to the podcast. I appreciate your time. Guys, I know this may or may not be something you want to see. You've, some of you wanted to talk to this man. Some of you have a lot to say to this man. i tell you for one, I've got a lot of questions I want you to answer. So, let's start off with, before we get anywhere else, Chris Kamikaze, it's been about, correct me if I'm wrong, about two years since you returned. Since you returned, you have undoubtedly, whether we have personal issues and what I think about you as a man, I'm going to set that aside right now. As far as these last two years, professionally, in the ring ability, one of the top, probably one of the top five performers in Georgia, I would say easily. I don't really care about the top 10 list myself. There's a 12 gauge list and I'm going to put you in that top five, to be honest. Now, would I still kick you in the face if I had the opportunity in the ring? Hell yes. So tell me a little bit about that 18, that time away from the ring, 18 years, right? Yeah. Yeah. So what happened to Chris Kamikaze? Why did he leave the ring when he was probably right now to this day would be working on the WWE or an AEW program if he was still here? You said a lot right there, Rocky. And I'm going to circle back to a couple of things that you brought up originally. You said people may or may not want to see. Let me go ahead and set the record straight. Everybody wants to see and hear what I have to say. Every time that I step on to a podcast or do some sort of an interview, people are clicking it. So yes, I understand why you got me here. You say you want to kick me in the face. I wish you would try, Rocky, because I would be all too glad to duck under it and hit you with the 450 very easily. That's number two. Number three, when I stepped away for 18 years, it was for one reason. I was young. I was 18 years old. Started when I was 16 in a backyard, frankly, with my friends. It starts as a passion, as you know. You get so excited about it. You see the showmanship and everything going on. And then you start to want to imitate them, right? You want to do what your heroes are doing. And that's what I did. And I pursued that dream with my buddies, Tyler Smith, uh, Waylon Rhodes. Uh, Josh Haight was one of the guys that helped break me in. All these people. And then... I started going, right? And then when I stepped away, I stepped away for one reason. That was because I had a family, a young family. I tried to do right. I tried to raise my kids the way that I felt like they should be raised. I looked at a lot of stuff going on in the business, and a lot of it, frankly, wasn't family-oriented. Uh, as much as we like to think it is, there was a lot going on behind the scenes, as you know. Um, so I stepped away from it. It was one of the hardest things I ever had to do, but... I will always be a fan, you know? And so just like a fan, I kept up with it, but I literally had to distance myself from it. Now, you also talked a lot about, you've seen some changes in me. abso freaking lootly you have. And ever since I've implemented those changes, Rocky, guess what? A lot of people have started noticing a lot of different things about me that they didn't notice before. Because instead of glad-handing and shaking hands and kissing babies like every other good guy's supposed to do, I started focusing on my craft. 
And my craft is the in-ring ability that you said is top five in Georgia. I would disagree with you. I say I'm the absolute best. I'm the pinnacle. And that's not an arrogance, Rocky. That's just the confidence that I carry. Because when I stepped back into the ring for the first time, I wasn't confident. Believe you and me. And you were there when I did. And when I did that, and I stepped foot and I took that first back bump, I thought to myself, can I still do this? Fast forward nearly two years later to today, absolutely. Not only can I do it, but I can do it on a level that most people can't. Okay. I would agree with that. That was a good rewind now, but you did mention big word there for all of us. A hot topic right now is fans. That the fans were important to you. Now, I'm going to go back about two weeks ago in the show, and I see you berating and running kids out of the, out of the, the ring, <laughs> telling them to buy your stuff, and... I don't know. Did you call them brats? Was that the was I, that the term I heard? I don't remember. Okay. Okay. So ugly little children. Yes. Okay. Gotcha. So so you're telling me these fans are important to you, but they're brats. Oh, they were. You they were. you used a key word there too, and it was were important. And let me tell you what happened, Rocky, for me when I was so focused on trying to win over the people trying to be that good guy that they could say go chris go and all those silly little sayings that they like to do i was losing i was so focused on being an entertainer to them to to, to being cheered that i lost sight of what really mattered because how many times have i came this close only to fall short of that klt heavyweight championship now you fast forward and you bring it home september 30th I have another shot. Lamar Phillips, KLT heavyweight champion. He has been an absolute monster, no doubt about it. But you know what happens when a monster gets hit in the face with a chair, Rocky? He goes down. Then you have Zach Mosley. Oh boy, do Zach Mosley and myself have some history together. Goes all the way back to last year of superstars when I ran him out of the town because he didn't want none after he saw the promo that I cut on him and his little buddies. That's the kind of weight that I carry, Rocky. Now, he came back, full circle, he came back and he had, not gonna lie, one of the most impressive ovations that I've heard from that crowd when he stepped foot out of that curtain. I mean, the entrance video was going on and Zach Mosley pops up and you heard an eruption from those people that I haven't heard in a long time. He is over with the people. Unfortunately for him, he's not facing the Chris Kamikaze from last year. He's facing the anomaly. And there's only one anomaly. And that's me. Okay. Well, you, you, it's funny. You bring back, you go back to superstars and, you know, Zach has, you know, there was two contributing factors to him leaving that night. Uh, one, you claim, is the promo that you cut on him. The other being a name we won't mention on the podcast, that he quite frankly spoke from the ring and saying that's the reason now that he's gone, he came back to KLT. Now, I will catch you on one other thing, though, that you said that, 
all the podcasts, everything that you listen to got clicks. Well, I know one podcast you got that barely broke 100 clicks. So, um, we won't go too far there, but just say it. Well, let's keep it focused on the now. Keep and the, and the now. The now sets September the 30th. You, Zach Mosley, the lethal lariat, Lamar yep. Phillips. Yep. Now, Lamar has talked to me actually behind the scenes and when and after the chair shot that you landed on him last time, Lamar gave me this comment. It said, Chris Kamikaze wasn't worthy to lace his boots. <laughs> Let me tell you something about Lamar Phillips. I remember him whenever he was 160 pounds coming into this business right beside me. We came in at the same time. That's another name that I didn't mention with Tyler Smith, Waylon Rhodes, all those guys. Lamar was right there and we used to get in the ring when nobody was around and do exactly what I said, imitating our favorite guys. And not only that, but trying to create new moves, be innovative. You know why? Because both of us love the business. Somewhere along the line, Lamar Phillips lost sight of what really got him into this business in the first place. And he thought, just like so many other guys in this business, he thought that he was a little bit better than what he really is. He thought he was a little bit stronger and tougher than everybody else, when in reality, he's not. Don't get me wrong. Lamar is a formidable opponent. Obviously, KLT heavyweight champion. He has the accolade, accolade excuse me. He's been around the block a time or two, right? However, since he's had that championship, he hasn't had the opportunity to really face me. And that Saturday, September 30th, whenever we're in there together, me, him, Zach Mosley, triple threat ladder match. It's going to be iconic. It's going to set historical records. Because when we put on that show, nobody is going to walk away from that disappointed. And you, my friend, have the opportunity to interview the new champion, because I will be the next KLT heavyweight champion. Okay, that's a big prediction. Uh, let's let's hope that you don't fall short there. And as far as the future for Chris Kamikaze, let's go. Let's kind of rewind again. We said of bringing into the now. So I, I don't want to focus so much on what you're doing fan wise, but I will give you some respect and. Acknowledgement here is Mike Golden and Chris Kamikaze's training school. Yes. Y'all are bringing the next generation of talent to uh, KLT or, or the world of indie wrestling. So not just North Georgia in general. Mm -hmm. um, so a lot of props. Me and you had some, you know, I've trained with you. Mm -hmm. We've trained with Jimmy Wang Yang. Mm -hmm. uh, a little bit of everything in between. Mm -hmm. So... How's that school looking? How's your training coming along? Do you got any big prospects that you're looking at that this could definitely be the next star? Great question. Um, you are right. You did used to train with us until your little heart started to give out and you had to walk away, but we're not going to go there. Here's what we will go to, though. The training school is, no doubt, it's Mike Golden's school. Hands down, his school, run by him. However, head trainer, that is me. The school is doing tremendous. It continues to get new people in. We have a, a young guy named Dante. He wants to go by Dante Diamond. 
he's still developing his character. Uh, he comes from, I think, an hour and a half away, I believe, every single Saturday. And he's there with his daughter. Very, very dedicated. We have another guy named Quinn. He's going to go by Mighty Quinn, M-Y-T, Make You Tap. I love that. These creative ideas that these guys are having. And not just the creativity, but the heart that they have behind it. They're, they're really putting their all into it. As far as a star that's a, a, a standout of the school, to be honest with you, it's it's really hard because there's so many of them that I have such high respect for. Um, you know, Zach, the one that plays, Zach Riley plays uh, the music at KLT. Such a heart and a passion as a fan. And that fandom pushes him to little things that I love to celebrate. For example, he couldn't do a front roll when he first came. Does them much, much better than he ever thought about doing them from the first day he was here. Um, you know, we have Jonathan. He is part of the, the school, the Golden Boys, uh, the Silverback. Um, he's doing tremendous things. Um, you know, very strong, listens very well, doing great. As far as if I had to pick a standout, I would have to say it's the Dean of Wrestling, Cody McHale. I think he's going to go far. Um, I think he's, he has the potential to do really anything he wants to do. Athleticism, his character work, he listens well, and he's humble. Um, he does, he does it the right way. Uh, but that's not to take away from any other trainee because all of them are doing tremendous things. I want to say that. And Mike Golden, he will, it will always be Mike Golden's school. The Golden Boys, it's his school. Nothing but respect for Mike Golden. He actually believe it or not, helped train me whenever I first came in the business. That's how long he's been doing it. So a lot so, of respect there. The training is moving on, and these guys are starting to take spots and positions in bookings across North Georgia. Chris Kamikaze has moved across North Georgia as well. Uh, names like Deep South, I believe. Pro South. Pro South. So Deep South, not yet. Let me ask you, since I actually stumbled on that mm -hmm. right now, Skrilla the Great has just recently uh, been crowned the first champion of Deep South Wrestling since 2007. Yep. So we're talking about history in the making. I was there to witness it that night. Um, you got any thoughts or any words for Skrilla from Chris Kamikaze? I am so glad that you asked me this question. Um... I have a respect for anybody that gets into that ring, okay? I want to make that very clear. Skrilla, I don't like you. And frankly, I think you're overrated. You want to talk about a shoot, Rocky? Let's shoot. I think you're overrated, overhyped, and a lot of the reasons that you're getting a lot of these accolades and things handed to you is because, well, let's just say you're what they want to put in front of the camera. I will beat you any day of the week you name it, I'll beat you twice on Sunday. Because like I said, Rocky, nobody holds a candle to Chris Kamikaze. Not Skrilla, not Jacism. You line them up, I would knock each and every one of them down. And that's not a disrespect to them as much as it is a confidence in myself. I know exactly where I stand. And let me tell you, Rocky, you know. You saw us out at Ricky's whenever we were outside, busting our butt in the 100-plus degree weather. Guys getting sick. Zach, I remember specifically, Zach Riley had to stop practice because it was so excruciating. It was so miserably hot. We bust our butts for this. 
We do what we have to do. And by the way, I'm not just a trainer that tells them, all right, run 10 laps. I get out there and do it with them. You've seen it. You did too. And that's not to take away from you. All jokes aside, that's not to take away from anybody that has the guts to get in that ring. All, all credit to Skrilla for winning that championship. All due respect. And if you want some, I'm right here. You send me an invite, I'll be at Deep South or wherever you want to go. Hands down. I get, and I'd be honest, I'd love to see that match. Uh, that's a lot of talk. You brought some big names out there. I mean, Skrilla, Nogicism, I've watched both work. and Respect. I mean, Nogicism's amazing, amazing workers. Yes. Uh, so they would have, in that five that I mentioned, they would have easily had a spot there. Um, I've also gotten, I saw one guy there, I will give him an honorable mention to, I don't know if you've got, is Shoot Taylor. Oh, man. It's amazing. I met him at, uh, whenever I went to Southern Honor one night, he was there. Very, very good worker. Very good worker. He was in an AEW, I believe, dark match. I can't remember if it was a dark mm -hmm. match or not. That's correct. Very, very good. He faced Hook, actually, one night. Okay. There you go. So, and good on him for that, you know? Yeah. I'm not the type of guy, I want to make this clear too. I'm not the type of guy that is just going to hate on somebody because they get to another level. I'm the type of guy that's going to judge you on your character. And I'm talking about in the ring and out of the ring. So whenever I'm talking about certain guys that I just frankly don't like, it's because you've done something to me personally. So if you get on my personal side, Rocky, and you know this, we went back and forth online, but we're pros and we can sit down and have this conversation. But at the end of the day, I do have a respect for you because of what you're doing. You're selling yourself, right? You're marketing what you're doing and good on you for that. Thank you for having me as a guest on this, for real. I really do appreciate that. But whenever you cross a line and you go into personal territory, that's where I'm going to come after you and come after you hard because I'm not a little guy that wants to play fight. I will actually hurt you. Okay. Fair enough. So, Chris Kamikaze, September the 30th, as we said, you're facing that ladder match. And those of you, it is big. It's really big. And I want to take a moment and, and just break away from any story any possibility mm -hmm. the ladder match is dangerous guys very i watched uh at superstars the the year that you faced you and zero yeah which was one of the best matches that will go down in north georgia history shout out to zero on that. and he did but a lot i watched both of you scale that ring and i think it was you that went for rolled over for a power bomb Maybe to the other side. So a lot of there's a there's a little bit of confusion on that. What actually happened? A lot of people thought I was going for a sunset flip. What actually was happening is he got the better of me. And if you watch it back, it's kind of hard to tell because you know ladder matches mm -hmm. a lot of is going on. What actually happened is he reached under me with his head and lifted me up for a back soup or not back suplex, back a uh, backdrop. Thank yeah. you. And whenever he sent me over, honest to God, Rocky, the thought that went through my mind was this is how I'm going to die. Because it was so scary being, what, 12, 15 feet in the air, going, knowing I'm about to land on top of another ladder. And then all the ladders imploded together. It was it was very scary, very dangerous, to your point. It was. And me and the boys, all eyes were peeled. We're watching. And, and we thought the same thing. We thought both of y'all were done. Yes. And I, I look outside and see Caleb, your son, for those who don't know who I'm referencing to. Mm-hmm. 
his face is an absolute horror and fear that his daddy is at best crippled yes. at yeah. this point. And his career is done. And Zero in the same way. His son too. Uh, you know, there's a lot of emotion and a lot of risk that for those that don't know, I will tell you this and look at me really close and hear this. There is no good way to fall. Mm. We do know how to fall without trying to break. We're not pushing our arms behind ourselves to keep from breaking our arms, things like that. But gravity applies to us just like it does anybody else. There's no hurts. magic trick. It hurts. It hurts. Yeah. It's one of the reasons when he referenced my heart earlier, due to the physicality of the sport, of why I can't participate in it right now at this moment. Understandably. And so I, w I want to be clear about that, that make no assumptions in the ring when we bleed we bleed yep when you see bones get broke they really get broke yeah so uh so i respect you just for the fact that you're taking another ladder match it's a lot man. uh because you don't go into the ladder match with the same length of career that you that you went into it right so something is going to change that night for you it is and so i would encourage but all three of you it's for the gold. You got to put it all on the line, but you got to make it worth it. I know that's right, and that's so. great advice. And I want to say this too, um, you know, to circle back, kind of, and piggyback off of what you're saying. Pro wrestling. People can say whatever they want to about it. It's funny that the same people that love to talk trash about it are the same ones that, if you were to invite them inside the ring, they would never do it. And do you know why? Because it actually takes a very special and tough individual to step through those ropes and do what we do. Not anybody can do it. Don't get me wrong. You have these shows where just anybody tries to do it, but you can tell the ones that are stepping in for the first time all month inside the ring and putting on a, I would very loosely call them pro wrestling show, versus somebody that literally eats, breathes, sleeps this business. And there are a very select few guys that I would put in that category that literally this is their life. And I am one of them, you know? And so with that said, I have to shout out too, because I saw your uh, the podcast that you did with Chris Gaines. Fantastic job. I thought both of you did awesome on that. It was very good. If you haven't seen it, go and watch it because it's very, very enlightening. He shouted out a couple guys from his past. He named me. Uh, whenever he used to watch me at Dillard's, I specifically remember you, Chris, whenever I would get on and my, my, my little, uh, thing at the time, my little taunt was pat the chest twice and put your arms out to the side. And I I don't know why I remember this. I really don't Rocky, but I specifically remember locking eyes at one point with him, little bright eyed Chris Gaines. Oh my gosh, that's Chris Kamikaze doing it. And that's why you do it because guess what? He ended up wanting to be a pro wrestler too. He stepped inside the ropes. He said, Simon Sermon, he said, what do I have to work on? And Simon said, everything. <laughs> That's a real honest answer, but I know what he meant by that, right? Yeah. He meant that he had a lot of work to do because it takes a lot of work to be good at this. Not just anybody can step in and be great, right? Just like anything. Correct. So, sorry to no, go on that tangent. Absolutely, that's good stuff. And I agree with you and piggybacking off that, those who don't well, me and Chris when we, we started training together from the beginning and I've had those same moments even though I know we're on different sides of the fence right now sometimes uh, there was 
we had that moment with us uh i would say going back to i'm gonna say it was the last shriner show that we actually did that you had a match with chip day yeah right fantastic and we got to walk out to the ring together, uh, me, you, and Ryan Marks. Oh, yes. Uh, that was awesome. So that, that was a memorable moment it for was. me as well, as for, for three of us that had actually worked and trained together to actually show up. And who knows? I'll never say never wrestling, but, you know, that faction may make some appearances again sometime in the in the future. Yeah. Uh, so I, I won't give any doubts to that because I, I do think the three of us would, would make quite a formidable team for anybody to actually face. Ryan's doing his own thing with the school. You have, uh, you know, this going on with the podcast. And like you said, never say never. You may be in the back back in the ring at one point. Um, but I'll go ahead and tell you, Rocky, and as much as I did, I loved that moment myself. I, I, I love those little things that go so far in pro wrestling. It's a brotherhood. Um, with that said, I'm on a path right now where I have one thing and one thing only on my mind, and that is the championship that is a by the way a couple championships every organization that I stepped foot in I'm going to be that top guy I have a shirt says top guy on it. it's not just a top gun ripoff it's literally because I am going to be the top guy in whatever organization that I go to pro south primetime KLT you name it I'm going to be the top guy there okay. speaking of top guys and I already know the answer to some of this because like I said we have history together. But the wrestlers that you have found inspiration from to this day, I mean, I know one of them playing this day that you're going to say. Um, tell me about those. Oh, man. Give me, give me your top, your three inspirations. I love this question. It's so hard to narrow it down to just three because I want to say literally 10 right off the rip. And this is in no order, but the guys I kind of base my wrestling style or my character even on, probably the one you know, Chris Jericho. Obviously, that's there with homage to the Lion Salt. I call it the Maverick Salt. That was named by uh, my good friend Wicked Nemesis. What's up, Nemesis? At Pro South. The Lion. Uh, so Chris Jericho, huge, huge influence over years. I'm talking all the way back to the mid-90s when he was in WCW. Love that version of Chris Jericho. Number two, and again, no order, Kurt Angle. Gosh, so entertaining on every facet. And not just entertaining, but also inspiring. I don't know if you've seen the Netflix thing that he did or the Peacock, whichever one's on, uh, called Angle. I think it's Peacock. Anyway, Angle, fantastic. Talks about how he trained for the Olympics. Unbelievable to think that I get on the treadmill at my gym and get tired like that. He's running up literal hills with people on his back at full sprint. I'm like, gosh, where am I at, right? It's yeah. inspiring, though. And not just that, but his character work also from the three eyes and when he first came in to the, the metamorphosis to TNA and all these other places. Fantastic. And the third one that I would say that I kind of, I don't know, imitate, but just love his style, and this is maybe a taboo subject, is Chris Benoit. I know what he did with all the stuff with his family, and God bless anybody involved with anything like that. But his in-ring work, you never, ever questioned. You believed everything that that guy did. When he chopped somebody, it's like he was trying to tear the flesh off their bones. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And that's what I want to imitate. I want When I go in, 
I don't ever want anybody to see through anything that I'm doing or question anything that I'm doing, and that's why I do it to the highest degree. I don't want anything that I ever do to be questioned, and in fact, I want people to say, wow, that guy is different. He's not like all these other little indie guys that I see. That guy's really a pro. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And by the way, I would love to throw Bret Hart and all these other guys in there because I love and respect them so much. But those three in particular, I would say, are who I really try to set myself up after. Okay. So now let's talk about the little buddy on your right shoulder there. This guy? This guy right here. You mean the, the chair here? I don't know yes. if you can see it there. And I and, and speaking to Chris Gaines. Wrestling's new list? Yeah, wrestling's new list. He kind of warned me when I told him I was bringing you on and inviting you on the podcast that that my mind name might appear on here one day. <laughs> so Well, I don't know about that, Rocky. I mean, so far you're not on there. I forgot, actually, I need to add Lamar's name uh, as with a slash through it, and I have that being taken care of as we speak. But the other name that I am going to be putting on here for sure is that Zach Mosley, because Zach and I, as you know, had that interaction at the end of not this past show, but the one before that where Zach came back. And I was in there specifically for Lamar Phillips because Lamar stuck his nose in my business whenever he purposely got me disqualified for the scramble match. So you know what? Turnabout's fair play. I went and stuck my nose in Lamar's business, wrapped this guy around his face, and I turned around and I forgot all about Zach Mosley, frankly, being there. And so when I saw him and he, his little fist was balled up, I was like, oh, yeah, I got one for you, buddy. And I swung at him and he ducked. And he got the best of me. And touche, you did get the best of me, Zach. Won't happen again because now that you are on my radar, you're also going to be put on this list. And I'm going to love putting your name on it. Well, let me ask you a question because I'm on, just out of curiosity, mm -hmm. this chair looks familiar to me. Did you pick this one up? At KLT, or is this one that you actually bought specially? I had this one specially made. Okay. Yeah, okay. absolutely. I was about to say, this looks like the uh, notorious chair that uh, was probably left backstage that uh, Big Dog tried to take the back of my head off with <laughs> at one point in time. No, so, it's a different chair. So that, I was just kind of curious. But I do remember that chair. Uh, yeah. Yes, I was about to say, me too, pretty well. <laughs> sure cost me did. a lot of money and some staples that night. I'm sure you but, did. Uh, but Big Dog got what he had coming to him. So, I w will tell you, so you mentioned, and here's the thing, you've got three opponents. Yeah. But I don't know. Well, two opponents. Two opponents. But do you really? And when I can question that, you know when you say Zach Mosley, mm -hmm. the exotic youth is never far behind on this subject. So you've got Pepperbottom and Bryce, that are also not fans of Chris Kamikaze. Mm -hmm. So if you thought about, in the back of your head, September the 30th, those guys being around, because if you took that into an equation that you might have to factor in more than one obstacle to get to that title, besides uh, the ladder. It's a great point. Um, to be honest with you, I haven't given it much thought, but don't think that I haven't had that thought cross my mind, but I'm not going to speak too much to Exotic Youth as much as I will Zach, because Zach is the one that hit me whenever he hit me two shows ago. 
The other thing I want to say is let's not forget about James Hardy on the outside with Lamar. So there's a lot of outside factors, and let's also not forget the main factor of the ladder. So there's a lot playing into this match. We talked about how dangerous it is. We talked about how anything can happen, and all those things, by the way, very true. You bring up a fair point. I don't know where Exotic Youth is or what they're doing, and frankly, I really don't care because it doesn't concern me. If it does concern me, well, then their names might end up on that list as well. I don't know. But right now, like I said, Rocky, the only thing I'm really zero laser focused in on is that KLT Heavyweight Championship. That's what I'm going for, and that's what I'm coming home with September 30th. All right, so let's say you get, so let's say September 30th, Chris Kamikaze takes that title. There's some big names that are waiting right around the corner that have walked, that have walked through the door. Uh, one of them being Big Andy. Yeah. I mean, he's came through, and I saw him carry Lamar Phillips through the ring, beating the hell out of Lamar. He did. And, and Lamar, uh, to be fair, Lamar beat the hell out of him, too. Oh, yeah. It, it was a good give and take. But Lamar definitely didn't, for a change, have his way True. With, with an opponent for a change. True. Uh I will say Andy needs to continue to earn his way if he is going to get a title <coughs> shot. But again, let's not count our eggs before they hatch, right? Because I can look forward into the future at a lot of guys that I can see on that roster that would be formidable opponents. And they will be killer matches, I'm sure. Andy's name's already on my chair. And I have no problem putting it on there again if need be. But here's the facts. Right now, I only have those two in mind, Lamar Phillips Zach Mosley, because they're the ones that stand in between me and the whole reason, Rocky, that I came back, took that first bump back after 18 years, and now we're here. <coughs> and this is my opportunity, and at the Southern Showcase, September 30th, the Kamikaze era begins. All right. Well, I'm going to tell you something, Chris, right now. I wish you the luck all in the world, but quite honestly, looking at the level of competition, Lamar Phillips, Zach Mosley, I don't know if this kamikaze has what it takes. Are you serious? You're serious right now? I'm serious. Dude, I come on your show for you. Yeah. Not just for me, but for you as a favor to you, and you're going to disrespect me like that, Rocky? Do you know how many people cut. straight up do not like you? Told me not to come on this show because they thought you were a piece of trash. I was like, you know what? I'm going to go on the show because I'm going to do what I feel is right to help get your show on the map. I did this for you, and you're going to disrespect me by telling me that? you got to be... I'm talking to you, man. You can't do that. 